Your entrepreneurial journey can be set in motion by circumstances that require an answer, and your quest on the road for your business could become a foundational message for those you are called to help and inspire. Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Case Lane, and this is your podcast. If you are thinking that it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business. In this extended episode interview, I'm having a conversation with Anita A.C. Clinton, the founder of Anita Clinton Enterprises and Be Great Global. With almost two decades of creative design, brand development, marketing, editorial, and business development experience, Anita is the go-to person for all aspects of purpose. She creates the Be Great Global podcast, books, and training programs to help intrapreneurs and entrepreneurs find happiness, fulfillment, and money doing work they actually love. And she is the author of Destiny Starter, how to discover what you are called to do and do it. Now, let's listen to her entrepreneurial journey. Today on the podcast, I'm so excited to have Anita A.C. Clinton, the founder of Anita Clinton Enterprises and Be Great Global. Anita, welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. It's going to be a great conversation. Yeah, like I can it's a great conversation. Fill it in my shanana. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we, and I'll, I'll do you a full disclosure, Anita and I are, are now podcast friends. We've been working together for months now, but I actually don't know her real full entrepreneurial journey. So this is so exciting to be able to interview her and get all the details. And, and uh, that's what we're going to be doing and talking about now. So, but I always like to start with what are you doing now? What, what's a, tell us about your typical day as a glamorous entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, my typical day is getting up to determine what type of content I'm going to create. My, my thing is purpose, right? So everything that I'm doing is centered around helping people connect to their purpose. I believe we all are here for a specific reason, that we've been gifted with talents and skills to do whatever that thing is that we're here to do. And at the end of the day, what we're here to do is about impacting, positively impacting the lives of other people. And so I'm putting together content and I'm coming up with ideals and ways to help people do just that. Yes. Interesting. So most of the day is spent creating content. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the administrative things that you have to do, which most of those I hate, right? That's not fun for me. (laughs) So I prefer to do the fun stuff, which is the creation of. Okay. Excellent. Now tell me, did you come from an entrepreneurial background where what, what was the reason that you're in business? Was it something in your childhood? Did you talk to a business person think, I want to do that too? Like, what was that that got you where you are now? Yeah, no, great question. Great question. And so business was not on my radar Mm -hmm. um, at all. Now, my uncles did have, when we were kids, my uncles did have a construction company and it was called Clinton Brothers. And I'm going to kind of come back to that story because it's going to kind of fill in some of the gaps. But as As a kid, I played basketball. And mm-hmm. so I started playing basketball at the age of 10. And that was my life. So everything that I did was centered around basketball. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting a full scholarship to the University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Big 10. Woo-hoo. Yeah, okay. so, um, my goals, my desires was to be a professional basketball player. Yeah. I was going to be a professional women's basketball player, whether that meant I had to go overseas to play ball or if it was actually going to become a reality here in the States. Okay. Because at that time, the WNBA didn't exist. There was an organization that had sort of kind of got mm. started called ABL. Yeah. And so, but that was the goal. 
Okay. And so for me, my entire life was wrapped around basketball, the sport. I was Anita, the basketball player. My persona was the basketball player. Yeah. And so my junior year, uh, second Big Ten game, I uh, had a knee injury that literally crushed all of my hopes, my dream, my dreams. It crushed my collegiate career. And inside of that, I began to question, like, what are you going to do? Like, who are you without yeah. basketball? Yeah. So I decided that my life was no longer worth living. And so I had had reconstructive knee surgery mm -hmm. and I had taken every single medication that they had prescribed to me. Mm -hmm. I laid down, said a small apologetic prayer to God. And mm -hmm. my intent was to wake up wherever you wake up when you leave the earth. Wow. And Needless to say, that didn't happen because right here I am. I'm still here on the earth today. This is like 20 some years later. <laughs> and so when I get to the hospital and the doctors um, are talking, I yeah. overhear them say, looking at the potency of the medicine that she took, it's a miracle that she's still alive. Wow. And so wow. in that moment, I asked one question. And that one question was, why was I saved? Yes. I wanted to know what was my purpose? Mm -hmm. Why was I still here? And so yeah. begin this long journey, right? It's an amazing journey though, but long it journey. Is. And so my introduction into business kind of happened in a weird way. Yeah. And so, and I say that because, so coming from basketball, being a basketball player on a major campus is amazing, right? Yeah. It's like a different yeah. lifestyle than anybody else experiences on the campus. And so coming out of that, you know, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like my whole family was the basketball people, right? Yeah. The team, the coaches, the staff, that was my family. And so now I was no longer connected to that family of people. And so I'm out here alone okay. and I ended up getting a job that summer. So the summer after my knee surgery, after okay. my basketball career ended, I got a job. And the lady at the job, she kept talking about this sorority. And I was like, what is a sorority? I had never heard of a sorority. I was a hooper, right? That was our own sorority for. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how sorority. The reason they were started was to have the same thing, you know, to have that companionship, the camaraderie. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah, that yeah. sisterhood, right? And so uh, she was like, "You should, uh, you should apply for the sorority." And I was like, "Okay, well, let me just check it out." So I applied. Now, okay. for this particular sorority, part of the application process was you had to write a business proposal. And they had oh. six key areas that they focused on. And I don't remember all six, but two yeah, of them yeah. were civic and social. And oh. so they wanted you to write a proposal with a new ideal, an event, a program, a service in each of those six areas and submit it with your application. So yeah. I'm a history major. I love research. Okay. So I began to research, like, how do you write a business proposal? I've yeah. never, what is a business proposal? <laughs> Let's start there. And then how do you write one? And so, um, um, I began to do the research and I put together my proposal and I submitted okay. it and I got accepted. So I was into the sorority. Now this sorority was ran, was ran like a small corporation. Like really? For real. yeah, yeah, we had all nice. of the areas, right? We had operations, we had sales and marketing, we had products and service, de <laughs> service development. Yeah. We had customer service, research and development. We had all of those areas that you have inside of a business, yeah. inside the sorority. And it ran like a well or machine. And so yeah. I tell everybody that my business acumen, the yeah. foundation for that was built right there in the sorority. That, like, that's awesome? amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Were the business proposals that you created, were you also expected to make those businesses to actually turn those into viable 
your operations as part of this as well? So here's the brilliance of this. Okay. Right? So these ladies, when I say this is brilliant, it's brilliant because you have over a hundred people that are applying to be in the sorority. Okay. Of that hundred from our group, only 12 got selected, right? Okay. But you got a hundred different ideals yes. for possible yeah. business events, yeah. program services from these people who have submitted them. Now, some of them are, you know, crap, right? <laughs> so you're going to throw those out, but it's okay. some really legitimate ones. Yeah. And I can say that too, which is why I remember the civic and social, Mm. Those two ideals were actually ideals that we implemented, among okay. others, right? Okay. Uh, but it was a great way to get to brainstorm Amazing. ideals for what you were going to do yes. inside the business yes. the sorority. Yeah. <laughs> No, that is absolutely amazing. And to think of that, you know, I think for some listeners who are wondering about how to get started, if you have something like that in your community, I mean, it's a little harder now, it's January of 2021, so it's still pandemic times. But if there are organizations, if your community center is doing anything, um, some people, your small business association might be doing something, you might have an opportunity to learn your business skills for free through an existing structure that that's already out there for you. So that's just great. That's a great way to get started. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it was like I was putting, so I create, was starting to create my knowledge box okay. back then. Okay. And so I was starting to put my ammo into my, yeah. into the knowledge box. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then from there, I graduated and, you know, I left college and mm -hmm. just kind of got away from the whole sorority life mm -hmm. uh, because sorority was kind of like basketball. It took up your whole life. Okay. <laughs> it really did. But yeah. it was great. It was fun. Yeah. And so I come back to Illinois and like everybody else who graduates from college, I get a job. I get a normal mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. and I begin working. But there's still this itch because I mm -hmm. really loved and enjoyed what I did inside of the sorority. Yeah. So there's this itch to kind of do something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so back to my uncles who had the construction company. Okay. So on the weekends, I will begin to go over. And uh, they didn't pay me, so I guess it was volunteer work uh, to do <laughs> yes. things for them, right? Okay. So just kind of fill in the gap and help out. But in the process, I was also watching and looking what they were doing and how they were doing what they were Fabulous. doing. And even though I didn't realize it, like yep. it was more ammo yes. being put into the knowledge box, right? I love that strategy. <laughs> you know, another way to get started, you go volunteer if you have to, you know, eventually maybe they'll pay you, but at least you're learning and take every single thing you're learning to use for yourself in business. So were you thinking at that time like that? Because a lot of people maybe are interested, oh, I want to do something, but they'll, they might even get a job. They might be being paid for it, but don't do anything around trying to understand the business or the operations or anything outside of whatever their you know, job description says. So were you thinking at the time, this is just me volunteering, helping them out? Or were you thinking, I need more knowledge around business? So I can't say that it was a conscious thought, okay, okay. but I did. I do know that I wanted to kind of feel the way that I was feeling in, when I was working inside of the sorority. Okay, and so okay. me coming over to help my uncles was kind of a way for me to scratch that itch a yes. little bit. Yeah. But in the process, like I'm very inquisitive anyway. And so I'm always kind of looking to see if there's something yeah. that I can learn in any environment that I find myself in. And so indirectly, like I was filling that, that knowledge box and didn't even really realize that I was until I sat down and thought about it. Wow, that's, yeah. <laughs> and were there any things that you remember specifically that really stood out where you said, okay, I really need to get into business for myself? 
Nope, not really. Um, but somehow, and I don't remember exactly how this happened, I end mm -hmm. up managing a couple artists. And so I had a solo hip hop <laughs> artist. I had a hip hop. Group. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You got to go back because people are going to say, what do you mean you don't know how that happened? I want to I I manage people. <laughs> so, did you know somebody? Did somebody introduce you? And then you started saying, do you need some help doing this and that? Not at all. I honestly no. do not remember how <laughs> okay. it happened. Okay. All I know is that it happened. <laughs> Like, I don't remember how I ended up managing those people, but I also knew that coming in, I didn't, I didn't know what I needed to know to be an effective mm. manager. Mm -hmm. And so once again, I was good at research. And so I began to research and to determine, yeah. you know, what I needed to find out in order to be successful. Now, they didn't make it big. None of them did. I don't even know if their talent was on that level or yeah. maybe it was they just didn't have a manager who was good enough, but we did kind of take them to the next level, but nothing okay. big. Okay. But in that, I realized, nah, I don't want to manage people. Okay. It's kind of like babysitting, okay. like for real, for real, it was like babysitting. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're getting paid. I need you to be on the stage at eight yeah. o'clock, not at 8 15, eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I hated it. Artists. Yeah. I, I hated it. I love artists though, but I hated managing them. Like literally okay. babysitting little kids for real, yeah. for real is what it felt like. And so I was like, okay, so what's next? And so I end up in the real estate industry. And so I become a loan originator. Now, and, okay, let's take a step back. Did yeah. was that you were were you in this process though of trying to think about you want to do something in business? So you're looking around for different ideas. I don't even know if the thought was wanting to do something in business. Okay. I know I just wanted to do something different. Okay. Right? So. Because remember, so back when I tried to attempt suicide, mm. the question was, why am I here? Yes. And so this whole entire time, I'm yeah. in search of the meaning for my okay. existence on the earth, right? Okay. And so all everything that I'm doing is me like maybe testing out things to see, okay, Got is it. this what I'm here to do? Nope. Managing people. That ain't okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me try out real estate. Let me see okay. if this what I'm here to do. Right? <laughs> so I ended up wrong with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I did loans. I originated loans for okay. four years, and then mm -hmm. I ended up getting my real estate license, and then got my broker's license. So okay. I was in real estate for a total of eight years. But mm. inside of those eight years, I ended up partnering with two individuals. One was an appraiser. His name was Freddie Taylor and his mm -hmm. real, Chicago real estate agent named Marky Lemons. Okay. And we came together and we started to create uh, some products and services, right? So some of the stuff that we were doing was really, was yeah. really innovative. And this is when websites was becoming a thing, right? Okay. And so WordPress was so, kind of growing bigger and bigger. And so Freddie and I decided that we needed, well, we, all three of us decided we needed a website. And Freddie and I decided that we would teach each other how to build these WordPress websites. Yeah. And so, you know, research is my thing once again. So I get to it and start researching how to do it. And so we start building websites and they actually were pretty decent. Now it looks nothing like the ones I do today, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were still pretty decent websites. And we were learning, right? So now there's okay. more ammo being put yes. into my knowledge yeah. box. So now this box more is becoming really, really full, <laughs> hey, right? It's, it's it. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. you know, real estate ends. And then I ended up moving to Milwaukee, Wisconsin from mm -hmm. Chicago, Illinois. And when I got here, I started Anita Clinton Enterprises. And so okay. this was, the injury happened in 1995. Okay. Anita Clinton Enterprises was created in 2013. And all I did mm. under Anita Clinton Enterprises was brand development, graphic design, and website development. 
So that was oh. it. It was all based on the graphics. And one little part that I kind of forgot. So I've always liked to draw, even mm-hmm. as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And when we started creating those websites, it gave me an opportunity to take that drawing from paper and transition it to the computer yes. for yeah. graphic design, right? Yes. More info, more ammo into the knowledge yes. box. But, but using a skill that you'd always had, and that's another place to draw from when you are trying to decide how to get started, pick something you're already doing, pick something you like to do and enjoy already and see how you can turn that into a business. So you have Absolutely. been doing that from the time you were young and then you decided, and, and you're making that transition now, you're, you're stepping away from the, the, the work you're doing in real estate. And now you decide it's going to be your own business and you're drawing on the skills and everything that you've learned so far to actually get it up and running. Absolutely. Yeah. Inside of real estate and maybe mm-hmm. even the draw with managing the artist was I realized that I liked helping people. Okay. okay. Right. So I liked helping people achieve whatever their goals and yes. dreams and desires were. Yeah. Right. And so I'm pretty sure that's how I landed up, uh, ended up with those artists. Right. Okay. But that was the wrong area. Right. That wasn't it. Yeah. Not my ministry. And so, um, and so I need a clean enterprise that started in 2013. And so mm-hmm. once again, totally focused on brand development, graphic design and website design. Okay, okay, so that was the focus for that. But then I got tired of that, right? So it was it was cool. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. But I wanted to do more. I felt like like I wasn't fully 100% in alignment with why I was saved, right? Okay. That thing that yeah. I felt that yeah. I was supposed to be doing, which yeah. is why I was left here on earth to do. And so 2016, okay. so this is 20 years, 11 months from that incident at the hospital, yeah. we'll be asking the question, that I began to step into the very thing that I believe I was created for, wow. that I was saved to do in the world. Wow. And that's when I launched Be Great Global. Okay. And so Be Great Global is all about helping people connect to their purpose. Like I, I say all the time, I'm the bridge, right? So mm-hmm. the people are on one side of this bridge and they need yeah. to get over to the other side, but there's this huge body of water that's in between. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the bridge that comes to connect them so they can get from over here yeah. to over there yeah. where they were created to operate at. That's amazing. Now, when you're thinking about it, when you're saying, okay, that's what it is, I'm going to be the bridge and I'm going to help people realize what they can do. What does that look like? How do you start to think about what you're going, what exactly you're going to do to help them get across that bridge? Yep. And so it all starts with, let's start with the first three things, which I call, let's define your zone of greatness, right? So what is that area or that sweet spot where you're just happy to be, you're gifted and talented to be, and it's it's having an impact on people. And so we go through those three. So what are your passions? What are your skills, your talents, Mm -hmm. your gifts? Mm -hmm. How can you can use that passion, skills, talents, gifts to positively impact other people? Yes. Because I believe that our purpose, our call, our assignment, whatever you want to call it, it's all about making our world a better place. It's Mm -hmm. all about making Mm -hmm. life better for other living beings. And Mm -hmm. beings can be animals. It could be, you know, bugs. And when I say bugs, like people start (laughs) cracking up like you did, right? (laughs) Because well, think about it. Think about like the bee, the people, the beekeepers that love bees, right? Their passion yeah, it's those, it's those bees. Yeah. It right? could be the earth in general. It could just be right? you know the air, the water, the sand. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. whatever that is, that thing pulls at you. It draws yeah. at you. Yeah. And any opportunity that you get to do whatever that is, most of the time you're going to say yes to doing it, whether mm -hmm. you're getting paid to do it or not. And you enjoy the end result of how yeah. it makes you feel yeah. when you do it. Yeah. And so we start there. And then from there, remember all of that ammo that I was putting yes. into the knowledge box? <laughs> now is where that ammo starts to come out. And I can pull from the box like, oh, yep, I need to pull this to help yes. him. I need to pull this right here to help her. I need to pull that to help them. Yes. Whatever it is that's needed to help the individual get to the other side of the bridge, it's already okay. in my ammunition box okay. because my knowledge box, because I built that box. Yeah, over the 20 years, right? Isn't that amazing how that worked out? It is amazing <laughs> that, you know, you knew there was a path, there was an idea, it's out there, you're going to get there. But, and that's another thing is when you're working on this, this is a, a marathon, your online business, your business in general, when you're trying yes. to get started, you're trying to move forward, you're not going to have, you know, your, your million dollar global empire from day one, you have to get there, you have to figure it out. And it might take you 20 years and 11 months, but it's out there for you. you if you just keep going. It's only the people who stop that never find out what happened. <laughs> Everybody else gets where they want to go. So let's take a step back around this, the idea of the business itself, because I could think, you know, listeners thinking, oh, well, I've got, I'd like to do something like that. But how do you even make that transition? How do you start going from telling people, yesterday I was building websites, today I'm going to help you realize your dream. <laughs> like, how, how do you actually then become that person for people? What does that, what does that look like? Yeah, so let's just be clear. It's a tough transition, okay. right? Okay. It's not an easy transition. Yeah. But for me, it was all about creating a system, right? Okay. Creating a system that made sense to me that I could use with every single person. It was the mm -hmm. exact same system. The end result was going to be different because everybody's unique and what they're called to do is unique. Yeah. But the system, if we could follow this system to get you to the other side of the bridge. And so that was the biggest part. And to be honest with you, I started building the system back in 2010 mm -hmm. when I initially wrote my first book. I wrote okay. that book and kind of sat it on the shelf because it wasn't complete. There was still some parts of it okay. that I just was not able to fill in at that time. And so over the years, I've tweaked it, I've revamped mm. it. And then finally, finally this year, no, last year, 2020, yes, yes. I finished the book because I felt like I had all of the components to finally complete the book. And so the book is essentially the system that I use to help all of my clients get from one side of that bridge to the other side of the bridge right. and it's the thing they're called to do. We make sure we say the title, <laughs> Destiny Starter. <laughs> yeah, Destiny Starter. So how to discover what you are yeah. called to do and do it yeah. is the title of the book. But the systems was important for me. And it was actually necessary yes. for me to be able to do what it is that I do. And mm -hmm. I think that with all businesses, the ones that are the most effective are the ones that have some solid systems in place yeah. for how they function on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. And that's something that you can develop yourself based on, like, as you did, other people can do it as well. If you, whatever value you want to deliver, whatever product or service, you can come up with a system that makes it 
directly simple to actually deliver to each person. Of course, you tweak it for different circumstances and so on, but you make sure it's consistent as you go along. And that's, you know, you could, there's so many, so many solutions that people are looking for. It's endless how many systems that are needed right now. So did you create the system first and then go and find people who were open to going through it? So I created the foundation for the system, okay. right? Yeah. So yeah. back in 2010, I created the, the foundation. Yeah. And then I did begin to test it out, right? Okay. Which is how I really knew that it wasn't complete, right? Because okay. I wasn't able to get people to the other side successfully. Mm-hmm. And so I went to my church. Mm-hmm. I, I go to church on a consistent yeah. basis. And yeah. so I went to the church. It was like, hey, I have this class I want to teach. Do you think it's something that I could do? And so essentially the parishioners of the church became my, my, yeah. my, my test people, yeah. my test yeah. group. Yeah, right? oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was able to test it out, figure out what I needed to change, what I needed to tweak to be able to get me to the end okay. results for people or to okay. help them get to their end results. And so once I did that, I did it, for, when I say I did it for free so many times, I yeah. did it for free so many times, but inside of doing taking people through the system for free, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it allowed me to make the system stronger and better okay. along the okay. way each time. Right? Okay. So I just want to point out some amazing tips right there. One thing I know when you're getting started and people are worried, oh, friends and family, they're not, you know, they think I'm crazy doing this and all that kind of thing. Think about organizations you belong to. It might be your church. It might be, a, again, a community center, something like that. Maybe it's a professional association, somewhere where you can approach them like Anita did and just make an offer. Can I teach a class? You're offering it for free at first. So all they could do is say, no, we're, you know, the rooms are all booked or something like that. <laughs> but if you don't let people know that you have something to offer, they're not going to be able to read your mind. <laughs> we're not there at that point in history that, that they could read your mind. So think about that, you know, this great example of just reaching out to the community that you, that you're in already around people and you can tell them what you're doing. Here's, I have something I'd like to present. Is anyone interested? See who's interested, offer for free to begin and then build it from there. That's one of the great strategies for getting started. I agree, totally agree. So you were able to grow the business starting there and then did, was it that you were able to then start reaching out to people just in general in in the community or, or even worldwide as you were, as the word of mouth got out about what you were doing and how it was helping people? Yeah, so the amazing thing is the church that I ended up in here mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, the female pastor, so it's a husband and wife team, but the female okay. pastor is pretty well known. Okay. And so she began to tell people about me. So when people would inquire for her maybe to do a speaking engagement and she was booked and it was about purpose, I would be the person that wow. she preferred. Like, well, you know, I can't make it. However, I do have someone nice. who I yeah. think would do an excellent job for you. And so that word of mouth, that recommendation, then other recommendations. So people that I had helped, they would, of course, refer mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that they knew uh, to me. And so at the end of the day, I haven't had to do a lot of marketing and promotion nice. for this side of the business. Yeah because it, it's basically referrals that yeah. are coming in as a result. And there are still some instances where I've done it for free. Okay. Um, and 
sometimes doing it for free is not necessarily a good thing yeah because a lot of people don't honor and respect yeah. free exactly. and so i don't need to test it anymore right yeah. so there's no need to prove the concept i've already proven that it works and so doing it for free is not at the top of my list right. however that's why i wrote the book because the yes. book gives people who can't afford to hire me to do it with them one-on-one the book literally walks them through the process okay. in a kind of do-it-yourself format yeah yeah works out yeah. And I think that it's, it's a proven strategy to offer somebody something for free. I mean, that's the Costco strategy, which, you know, you and your, well, they used to be, I don't, I don't know if you could do that at Costco anymore, if they still give out free samples, but um, they do. yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, then the idea is, is you grow from there. So as you're starting and you're starting to realize, okay, now I've, you, this is the business. And are you, thinking around what's next, because like you say, you, you publish a book, so that's going to help a lot more people. That allows you to scale to a, c- a certain level. You, it's, you're limited in scale when you're doing one-on-one because you only have yes. so much time in the day and so yeah. on. So are you starting to look around thinking, okay, what's next? How do you start to think about growing a business like this? Yeah. So <laughs> interesting enough, I literally just met with a coach yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like I'm, I was all over the place. Like there is some, some consistency inside of some of the things that I'm doing, yeah. but it still just felt like it was all over the place. Okay. And I was continuing to add new things because, you know, you have new ideas and like, oh, this will be great. So let me add that. And yeah. right now it's still just me. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I have to really consider is, you know, what's your capacity If you start doing all of these different things, are you going to be able to do them well if you don't really have the time to do it, right? And so you'll be, you'll do be doing all these things, but you won't be doing them in excellence. And for me, excellence is important. And so the coach yesterday is kind of helping me. She helped me scale back to just realize, okay, Anita, your, your target audience is purpose seekers. So Mm -hmm. it's individuals that are looking for something else, right? So they've reached a certain point in their life, in their career, and they don't feel fulfilled. And so now they're searching for, okay, like what's that next level thing? What's the thing that I need to be doing? And so now I am narrowing down to talk to just that audience of people. You know, before I was saying my audience was entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. Well, yeah, they're included. They could be included in that purpose seekers, but it's individuals that are looking specifically for purpose, life, meaning. That's it. Mm. That's the group that I want to go after. And so now I'm having to restructure and reformat things just to target that group. And one-on-one is going to be an opportunity that or option that I offer, but it's really going to be more like group type training or on-demand courses because that's huge right now right why not tap into doing that because i can create it and build it one time put it out there and now it's available to the masses and i can go on and continue to build the next thing which is what i like to do right i'm a builder not a cultivator (laughs) (laughs) okay now you mentioned a business coach and this is interesting because there's a bit of you know some entrepreneurs i would say most entrepreneurs that I've talked to at least come back and say business coach is absolutely critical. And a lot of people, when they begin that, you know, they're not thinking of business coach, they probably never even considered it or like, who, what's a business coach? They understand coach coaches in sports, but not, you know, not the idea of a business coach, 
But tell us about when you decided that you needed a business coach and what was that process like to find somebody? Because there are also other people who are thinking, well, I'd like to do that, but I have no idea how I could possibly find a business coach. Yeah, I think that for me, it started with mentors. And so even when I played basketball, um, I was introduced to mentors. And so Mm. along my entire life, like I can literally look back and pinpoint individuals that were somehow put into place Mm. to help me get to the next level inside of whatever it is I was doing. And so even for business, like if you don't get a coach, like get a mentor, get someone who's been where you want to go, yeah. who knows where the potholes are so that he could tell he or she can tell you how to skip them, how to jump them, how to go around them, yeah. whatever that may be. But you want somebody who's been there, who's gone down that path to help guide you, it just makes it easier. Yeah. And it's not as much that you have to try to figure out on your own because they've already figured it out because they've experienced it. And right. so when I look at mentors, I, I look at that from that perspective. And mentors, like you don't necessarily have to pay mentors, right? Because at the end of the day, mentors, for the most part, just want to help. Now, there are some mentors that you compensate and you should definitely be good to your mentor right so take them out to lunch take them out at least that you pay for right that you pay for right buy them a christmas gift if they believe in christmas Mm -hmm. their birthday you know buy them a gift show them that you appreciate the time and the effort that they're putting into you whether you're paying them or not now coaches is another story right you are paying coaches i don't know any coaches that coach for free not good ones (laughs) No, I mean, whether again, like what we said, when you're getting started, maybe, but over time, yes, yeah. Yeah, so the, the coach is that person who's really looking at what you're doing. So with a, a magnifying glass, yeah. they're looking at it and they're helping you figure out what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be changed mm-hmm. with the end result in mind. And so mm-hmm. my coach yesterday, the thing she kept saying, every time I brought up something new that I wanted to do, she kept saying, what's the end result? Yeah. What's the end result? Yeah. And how does that fit with the end result? And right. so I believe that in order to be successful in anything that you're doing in life, that you have to have guidance from someone who's Mm. been there, who knows, who understands, who can help make that uh, an easier transition for you. Yes, absolutely. And I also think I, you know, I get to keep people think about, well, I don't know anybody like that. I don't know where to find them. But so I say start with virtual mentors. <laughs> this idea of being able to reading books like Destiny Starter or, you know, reading books that are out there among the, the list, just you could just quickly Google it, you know, best books for getting started with a business or something like that. And checking out YouTube videos, reading blogs, because there are so many resources that are available. And you might not have started to think about what your process is going to be as a business person or anything like that. But once you start reading these books, thinking about, you know, if so-and-so was my mentor, what would I ask those kind of questions? And you might start to realize you have people around you, yet you just haven't identified them. (laughs) Yeah, no, they are. They are around you, right? So where there used to be six degrees of separation, I think now it's like two degrees of separation with social media, right? So, you know, I say all the time. So two of my mentors that I have never, ever met, have never, ever had a conversation with is Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) But I believe that I am two degrees from making a connection to Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey, right? It's out there. It's it's possible. It's really possible. Oprah has a sister that lives in Milwaukee, right? So that makes it even closer. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, but yeah, there begin the talk. I think that if you begin to share with people that you know mm-hmm. what it is that you desire to do, what it is that's yeah. on your heart to do, like for real, for real, what's on your heart to do, that they will begin to look out yes. for people that they can refer you to, just like my pastor, right? right she right. knows Amazing. my heart. Yeah. She knows what I want to do. And so yeah. when those opportunities arise, she's like, oh, I got the perfect person for you. <laughs> yes. Here she is. You know, and so I believe that all of the people who care about us that are in our lives, yeah. if they, but you got to tell them, like you yes. have to communicate and yes. let them know what it is that you're passionate about and that you want to do. And those opportunities will begin to just pop right. up and be like, oh, right. okay, thank you. Okay, right. thank you. And I know it makes people <laughs> nervous. So I also say you can, if you don't want to go directly to friends and family, go indirectly and ask people if they know anyone. So you could just say these little psychological game that you're playing with. You know, do you know somebody who is interested in this? And when they say why, you say, well, I'm working on this. And they're like, oh, well, I'm interested. And then you go from there. So. Right. <laughs> So, and also always be practicing for your Oprah interview. That's what I say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be prepared. You never know. You you stand in this space of expectancy, right? So there's a difference between standing in expectations and standing in expectancy. When you're standing in expectancy, you don't know what's going to happen, but you know that something's going to happen. And so when that happens, you're prepared and you're ready for it. Yes. You're like, okay, I knew it was coming. I didn't know how it was going to come, but I knew it was coming and I am ready for it. Absolutely. So tell us what other resources that have you tapped into? I think it's interesting. You, you've mentioned mentors, you've mentioned coaches. What other resources for being a, a business person, for being an entrepreneur or, or personal development did you actually use as you were going along on your journey? Yeah. So I am a knowledge seeker in general, mm-hmm. right? So remember I talked about getting ammo from a knowledge box. And so I'm always yes. looking for opportunities. Yeah. And so in my area of interest or areas of interest, I'm always looking for conferences or hmm. workshops or events okay. Okay. where there are individuals, once again, that have been where I want to go and they're talking about it and they're yeah. sharing their experiences and the processes and the strategies that they use inside of getting to where they are. In addition to that, like you talk, you mentioned reading books, I love to read, right? My favorite pastime is sitting on my sofa, reading a book, like for real, yeah. for real. Yeah, like that <laughs> brings me away, right? So yeah. reading books, so conferences, reading books. And then another thing for me uh, that, that I think is important in the process is connecting with other like-minded individuals, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. you, I say all the time that when we connect with people, you plug into them, but they also plug into you. And so it's kind of like plugging into an electrical outlet, but a a DC electrical outlet where there's a flow, the electronic flows are going either both in both directions. And that's what happened when you connect with people, whether you realize it or not. And so just being cautious and aware of who you're spending your time with, what are you listening to, right? What what are you allowing to go into your ear gates and your eye gates? either inside of conversation with individuals or television or radio. Mm -hmm. What are you listening to? What are you hearing? Like what's, what's controlling your, what's impacting your subconscious mind, right? Because at the end of the day, what's inside of the subconscious and the, and the unconscious mind 
is what becomes a reality in our yeah. lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad you said that because that's where everything starts is with your mindset and whatever you fill your mind with, that's where you're going. And so if you, in this day and age that we live in, there are no excuses for staying focused on something negative when that you have endless resources for positive or personal development type of information. You can be on YouTube and find all the good stuff. You don't have to be looking at the bad stuff. So there is an opportunity here for people when you're first getting started and you're not sure and you're doubting yourself, you can go and find these resources and get into them and change your brain, start rewiring your brain now <laughs> so that you can take that next step. And they're so, like I look at, so Harvard now, uh, mm -hmm. MIT, they're all offering courses, mm -hmm. right? These next high level collegiate courses mm -hmm. for free. Yeah. All you got to do is go to Google University and do yeah. a search. Exactly. <laughs> it is exactly. this, you can find it. So in today's world, getting knowledge is so much easier than it was way back when I started building my knowledge box, right? Like I spent time in the library though, back then, like yeah, I yeah. loved libraries. And yeah. even today I still yeah. am fond of libraries, but now I don't have to go to a library. It's right. literally right on my computer or right on my phone or my mobile device that I'm using. Yeah. It's right yeah. there available for me to get whatever information that I need. But so, yeah, conferences are huge, right? And yeah. they're fun, right? So you get to interact with other people and then yeah. in addition to making new connections, but then you're learning, you're getting this knowledge and information that you need. But the trick is with conferences, get the information and apply it. Don't just get it. Yeah, that's the challenge, especially and because apply you, it. you get so much information in a concentrated period of time. You're there for three, four days. Every minute is more information. You're taking notes. You're, you know, you're all set. And then you go back and you get back into your normal routine. And it's, yeah, you need to think about go how to have a plan to go back into those notes and apply what you heard. That's <laughs> Yeah. And then let me just highlight one other point. And you okay. mentioned this, but I didn't necessarily reference it in that conversation. Personal growth and development. You know, I believe, and you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't have a, a PhD in anything, but I've seen it over and over again with the clients mm -hmm. that I've worked with. Some of the things that happened to us as a kid determine how we show up in the world. Mm -hmm. And some of that stuff is horrible, right? Mm -hmm. For most kids, it's mm -hmm. traumatic. Yeah. And those traumatic experiences, if we don't deal with them, like we don't show up as our as ourselves, as, mm -hmm. as who we really are. We're, we're, you know, when I look at people that are really quick to snap on other people, mm -hmm. and I can be that person, right? But I can pinpoint where in my childhood that came from. Mm. And because I'm aware of it, because I've gone through some personal growth and developments, because I've spent time with some counselors to kind of talk through some of that stuff, mm -hmm. I'm able to catch it. I may not catch it all the time, but I can catch it more times than not now okay. that okay. I'm aware. And so I think that we all need to just kind of examine, you know, those negative parts of ourselves that we may not necessarily like or that hurts other people, why do we do that and begin to get some help maybe if needed and unwrapping mm. and unpacking whatever that is because it has the potential to 
thwart the thing that yeah. you are on this earth to do or the level of impact that you're able to have if you got all of that baggage from your past just kind yeah. of weighing you down so you got to start to release that stuff and it's a continual process so like literally right. I just scheduled an appointment with a psychologist for two weeks from now because there are mm. some things that I keep getting triggered on yeah. and I need to be able to unwrap whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. And I think it's one of these things where I, I'm not a, a counselor or, or a psychologist or anything. I don't have any of those credentials, but I do know that people want to do something and then don't do it. <laughs> and so the question you have to ask yourself is why? If you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, if you've always wanted to do something on your own, something you make, you know, you're independent and you read the books and you take the courses, but you still don't do anything. What's going on there? And you might want to explore that because if you're thinking that you want a different kind of life, you're going to have to do the work. The only thing that I've ever noticed is the same for all entrepreneurs is that they, the successful ones is that they did the work. You know, the people come from all sorts of backgrounds, all sorts of experiences, different education levels, different income levels, and they are entrepreneurs. But this, those ones that are successful, the common thing that they did is they did the work, they did it consistently, they persevered, they got over the obstacles, and they just were determined to get their business up and running, and therefore they have a successful business today. So if that's your plan, but you just can't get yourself here to do it. You keep, you know, switching off, being distracted, procrastinating, whatever it is, you might want to take a look at that on a different level and see if you can get beyond what's blocking you, which might be something in your, you know, subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and let's be clear. A business is work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about that. Work. You know, I, I think it's very important. So all of the resources we talk about on the internet that are so helpful there's, they're also not helpful if it's all rah, 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 live the Instagram life, look at my Lamborghini, look at my swimming pool. I'm rich, you can be too. You can make a million dollars in 10 minutes doing nothing, just follow my, you know, whatever I'm selling. And, that, and so a lot of people fall into that. And then of course are crushed and disappointed and angry and say doesn't work and it's all a scam and so on. But like I said, yeah, it's all about doing the work. So wh- what would you, did you create for yourself like your own, discipline so that you would stay consistently doing the work so that you could continue to to grow your business initially no but i had a coach right Uh, so this coach she came in with something she called the am pm routine Hmm. never heard of this before in my life she was like anita (laughs) i need you to create an am pm routine and all it was is for every hour of the day she had me assign whatever task or whatever it was i was going to be doing in every hour that I was awake. And mm. so whether it was, you know, getting dressed to go out, uh, whether it was, this is, these are the hours that I'm spending in travel time or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it yeah. Doing, she had me create that. And for each day of the week, including Sundays, right. Even if it was yeah. a rest day, if all yeah. of just all the hours said rest, it all said rest. Right. But she had me create that. And it was amazing because now I didn't necessarily have to think about Yes. What I was going to do, it was already right there for me. Now, I use a, a rendition of that now. It's not as detailed with every hour. Yeah. But I definitely mark out, okay, this day, between this time period, I'm working on my podcast. Right. Between right. this time period, I'm researching and doing research and development. Between this time period, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever. But each of those, each moments of the day that I have assigned for work, are days that I work. And then some days hmm. I'm tired. Yeah. 
and yeah. I need to rest. I need to recover. Yeah. And so I'll take some time off for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, that's a very, very important point. You have to balance. You don't want to burn out. So yeah, you got to take that time and rest. It's, I didn't know what you're talking about is called AMPM. I actually saw in a documentary, somebody about, you know, personal development thing. I can't even remember the name of the person. They sort of, for a minute, they flashed on the screen, their hour by hour schedule. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. So I've actually started that. I didn't know it was called the AMPM system. That's what she, that's what this coach called it. So. <laughs> yeah, because I started that because I wanted to get a really good idea. And also, like you say, lay out what you're going to do. Setting a goals, you know, setting goals for yourself, having a plan, following that plan. Sure, you're gonna have to tweak it, things will happen and so on, but it gives you a roadmap and that's what you need to really to move forward. Absolutely, I agree 100%. Wow. And the other amazing thing with that is you really get to see how you're wasting time. Mm-hmm. It's so right there in your face. I love. If you really want to see that. <laughs> you know, I'm spending four hours a day watching yes. the soap operas, yes. you know. So. Yeah, it's, it's frightening um, if you really track your time. I, it's, it's another great exercise, though, when you are first getting started and you say you don't have time to get start your business, I always challenge people, okay, let's track your time to yep. the quarter hour. Let's just find out where every, you know, 15 minute interval is taking place, what's happening in each one. And I think a lot of people are surprised <laughs> to realize yes. because they thought they sat down to maybe to watch a show for half an hour and it's three hours later. Right. <laughs> That's why that for that long. Too, right. <laughs> Tracking how much money Absolutely. you're spending on a daily basis. Like we, we swipe so much. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden you spend like $500 and you yeah. don't even realize that you've swiped $500. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. And that's, that's the way, you know, our society works as well. So it's very hard. You know what your FOMO, you know, you know, Oh, I got to get that. Everyone's got it. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> all that type. I love it. I also want to take a second to talk about conferences. I, conferences right now aren't happening, but as they come back, what, which ones would you recommend for people to look out for that you had really good experiences at? Yeah, so I do have one that's coming up that I, I would love to promote. Uh, I just don't know the actual date, but uh, it's called the Refiners and the Refiners Conference. Mm-hmm. And the Refiners Conference is specifically for entrepreneurs. And so what this group, they're trying to... Um, so refinersconference.com is the is the website for it. And it's coming up okay. on, what's the date here? February 19th and 20th. And so I'm speaking at it, which is one of the reasons I'm telling you about it. But it's really a conference that's devoted to helping people take their business to the, to the next level. Okay. And so there's a virtual component, but there's also a live in-person component if you're willing to uh, take the risk and go to Phoenix, mm-hmm. Arizona, which is where mm-hmm. it's being held. But so that would definitely be one conference that I would recommend. But there are a couple that that I love. And so I grew up in church. And so that's mm-hmm. a huge part of who I am and what mm-hmm. I do. And so there's a conference that happens every year called the International Leadership Conference. And the conference is put on by uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. And so it used to be the Pastors and Leaders Conference, but now it's the International Leaders Conference. Okay. And he brings on some amazing guest. So I had tickets to go in 2020, but because of COVID, it got canceled. Mm -hmm. But they had 
Denzel Washington was coming to be one of the speakers. Mm. They had uh, Medea. What's the Medea's guy name? What's his name? <laughs> Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry coming <laughs> to be one of the speakers. Uh, they have millionaires and billionaires of organizations that are coming okay. in to speak to people in business, essentially, with a leadership focus. So those are the conversations that have been had, having that are that are taking place in the inside of this particular conference. And it's a great way to connect with, for me, other like-minded individuals yeah, absolutely. that are at this conference. Another conference that's really good is, and this one isn't really a conference, but it's a leadership program by John Maxwell. Mm. And so I think it's like four thousand dollars, though. Yeah. But that particular program is amazing if being a leader is something that you want to do. And at the end of the day, all entrepreneurs who are going to have a team at some point, you need to understand how to effectively lead your team, right? Because it's very important. It's actually one of the most important things inside of having a successful business is how you're able to lead and manage your team, right? Because the, the team, like that's, those are the busy bees, right? They're doing the, the work, the behind the scenes, mm. making the stuff happen while you're, you know, creating and developing. At right. least that's how it should be, right? Yeah. You know, there's so many entrepreneurs, obviously, start by themselves, solopreneurs. So it, it's very hard to let go of those tasks. But as the business grows, you have to do that. You have to find people, bring them on. And then that becomes its own, you know, gut-wrenching experience of like, oh, I'm going to hand off parts of my business to these people. What has happened? But like you say, you have to know how to do that. That you just have to do. If you want to grow your business, you're going to need to know how to hand off tasks and responsibilities to other people and then manage them for sure. Absolutely. But I say whatever your area of focus is, just, you know, go to Google University and Mm -hmm. put in a search for what conferences are available around whatever that Mm -hmm. topic is that's of interest to you. Yeah. And there are always conferences and do your research. You know, people are going to give their opinions. You can go over to Yelp and see Mm -hmm. what people, what's their experience inside of attending the conference. And let's just be honest, some of these conferences are expensive. So you won't need a budget. You need to set aside some funds just for conferences. But it's an investment. It is an investment. investment, Yeah. So one that immediately comes to mind that I haven't been to yet, but I will, Mm -hmm. is the Social Media Examiners Conference. And I don't think it's called it. I think it's It's called called Social Media. It's called Social Media Marketing World. Yeah, marketing world. That's what yeah. it is. And yeah. how much is that? Well, it's like two thousand. It was about two thousand. Yeah, I actually had a ticket, but then I ended up going to a mastermind instead, which was in the same city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's but amazing. Actually, I have a friend, so my friend Marky Lemons, who I did the real estate business with before. Yeah, uh, she spoke at the conference last year. Okay, so that was okay. pretty cool. But yeah. there are all types of conferences. There that, are so like, many. Like if you're a podcaster. There's yes. a whole bunch of podcasts. So many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that available. Just do the research and find yeah. out, find the ones that would be beneficial to you and what you're doing. Yeah. And any last minute recommendations on books or blogs or podcasts that you would also think would be really valuable for people getting started? Yeah, yeah, I could do a couple of those. So <laughs> I am a huge fan of Smart Passive Income mm-hmm. with Pat Flynn. Um, I think that what he's doing is amazing. Yeah. I haven't listened to this one in a while, but I also like the Solopreneur podcast mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Michael, and I can't remember his last name right now, now but it's the Solopreneur yeah. Hour is the name yeah. of the podcast. And then um, I'm a huge fan of Dave Ramsey and so mm-hmm. Entree Leadership Podcast. Woohoo! Definitely at the top of my list. And then as far as books, you know, I think that everybody should read, every entrepreneur should read The E-Myth. 
I think yeah. that's the foundational book for every entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And then from a personal growth and development standpoint, you got The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People uh, by Stephen Covey. Mm -hmm. That's a great book. And then a, a more recent book that I've read that I thought was really good for entrepreneurship and really those that are looking to get started was Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Folio. Oh. Yeah, that's that's a more recent <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, so you liked yeah. it. Okay. I did. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I loved everything about the book. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't sure that I was. It was recommended yeah. by a friend and we kind of read it together. But when I got into it, I mean, she covers like all of the bases. Like yeah. she covers fear. Like she, mm. she allows you to look at fear from a different perspective. Um, not to be something to be afraid or something to stay away from, but to be something to fully embrace, mm. right? Because it could be a warning that something bad is happening, but it also could be a warning that you're stepping into something great. Yeah. And so it, it was really cool. The book is great. So those will be my, my top okay. recommendations. Okay. I have more though, but those yeah. are <laughs> Okay. And I put links to all the recommendations of the resources that you're hearing Anita mentioned. I'll have links to those on the resources page on readyentrepreneur.com. All right. Now I want to ask one final question around what, what do you do for fun? Because we've been talking about your business, your passion, your purpose, and so on. And you did mention that you'd relax and, and read a book. And I know it's COVID time, so you know it's harder to go out and party or whatever. But but what's a lay when you're when you run your own business and you've achieved lifestyle freedom, but a lot of people don't ever get it because they actually spend all their time on the business and don't take those breaks and so on. So what do you do when you're just breaking away from it all and want to have some fun? Yeah, so I'm not good in that area. Okay. Um, I work, you know, I, I am a workaholic, okay. uh, probably work too much, which is why those moments when I have to take a break, it's like my body's saying, okay, for real, for real, mm -hmm. if you don't go lay down somewhere, yeah. you're going to be up in the hospital. So it's yeah. one or the other. Which one do you want? You, you want to do it yourself or do you want us to help you? And so, um, but when I think, so one, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge introvert, right? So I say I'm an ultra introvert. And so Social stuff is not my thing, mm. right? So I will go out with friends um, and family every now and again, but it, it's not something that I'm drawn to on a consistent basis. But I do, I do. So I do have two interests that I haven't really taken the time to explore much, but one is firearm shooting. So mm. at some point in my life, I do want to do some competition shooting. Okay. And I didn't realize that I probably shouldn't wait till I'm old to do it because you kind of have to be in shape to go around and do all the targets and all that stuff. So that is of interest to me. But then also, oh, what's my other thing? Oh, I, just, I just lost it just that quick. Oh, the piano, right? So piano, I have long yeah. fingers, right? And so I've always believed that I'm going to be a great pianist, right? never really touched a, a piano or keyboard. Now I've purchased two, but they literally have just kind of sat in the box. And the first one that I purchased was this huge 81 key keyboard. Oh, yeah. And I ended up donating it to a friend who started okay. a nonprofit to help inner city, inner city kids learn uh, about music. And so yeah. I donated that one and I ended up buying another one. It's like a 50 some keys. And it's literally been out the box two times. <laughs> And so I just, it's, it's not a priority, right? It's yeah, something yeah, that I'm interested thing, yeah. in, but it's just not a priority right now. Eventually I'll get there. So eventually mm -hmm. I'm going to take some piano lessons right. and I try to get to the, to the, uh, to, to the shooting range every now and again, okay. COVID okay. it didn't happen in 2020, but yeah. every quarter I'll, I'll get out and I'll go one Saturday morning, but yeah. That's about it. Like my life is pretty, okay. it's pretty boring. No, your life is fantastic. You're doing, well, I love you know, you're following, do. you're passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. there's nothing like loving the work that you do. Like Absolutely. that feeling, like I can't even, 
describe what that feeling yeah. is. It's yeah. amazing. And so that's another reason why I'm so devoted to helping people connect to their purpose. I think that everybody should enjoy what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Where could people find you? Let uh, you know, people who want to follow up with you, where should they look for you? So on the main platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and Instagram, I am AC Clinton. So A-C-C-L-I-N-T-O-N and the number one, right? So the number one, AC Clinton, number one. And uh, I'm also available at, you can find me at Anita Clinton Enterprises. I'm sorry, AnitaClinton.com and BeGreatGlobal.com. And then my freebie, so the free offer that I have for you all. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who you're desirous for the work that you do inside of your business or whatever it is that you're doing to be meaningful, to be purpose-filled, to be impactful, if that's what you want your work to, the end result of your work to be, then I want you to check out my free ebook, which is the seven steps to kickstart your life's purpose. So the seven steps to kickstart kickstart your life's purpose. Mm -hmm. You can get that at begreatglobal.com forward slash kickstart. Excellent. Okay. Now we got, once again, I will put all of the links there. The links that Anita just mentioned are going to be in the description for this episode and all of the links for the resources that she was referring to throughout our entire conversation. Those will be on the resources page for the podcast on at readyentrepreneur.com. So I'll say it again. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anita A.C. Clinton, <laughs> the founder of Anita Clinton Enterprises and Be Great Global. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And just for anybody out there who is searching for meaning, for purpose in life, like there is something that you were put here to do. And just the simple fact that you're searching and looking guarantees that you're going to find it if you don't give up. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Anita. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Anita A.C. Clinton, the founder of Anita Clinton Enterprises and Be Great Global. And I hope you learned a few tips and strategies from her entrepreneurial journey that you can apply to yours. Links to all the resources mentioned on the show can be found on the Ready Entrepreneur podcast resource page at readyentrepreneur.com. And if you want to follow up with Anita on social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, go to at acclinton1 or go to anitaclinton.com or begreatglobal.com. All the links are in the show description. Remember, the number one decision to make if you're still a wantrepreneur is just to get started on your own business. And I hope this latest entrepreneurial journey conversation has given you more inspiration to start, confidence to keep going, or a future connection or resource to help you grow your business. Okay, that's it for episode 121 of the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, an interview with Anita A.C. Clinton, the founder of Anita Clinton Enterprises and Be Great Global about her entrepreneurial journey. Since you were listening to this podcast, I was wondering, do you also like audiobooks? I started getting into audiobooks when I had to commute a few hours a day. I really enjoyed books read by the writers and production fiction with sound effects. It really helped pass the time. Plus, I learned a great deal listening to books about subjects that were important to me. If you want to learn more about entrepreneurship, you can get my book, Life Dream, Seven Universal Moves to Get the Life You Want Through Entrepreneurship, and you can get it for free when you sign up for a free trial of the audiobook service, Audible. All you have to do is click the link in the description and you'll be on your way. And if you already have Audible, consider adding Life Dream to your collection to help you move forward on your entrepreneurial journey. 
If you enjoyed this information and found it useful, please make sure you're subscribed to the Ready Entrepreneur podcast so you do not miss future episodes. And please leave a rating and comment at Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen so I can see your feedback. And if you know someone who would benefit from the tips and strategies in the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, please share this podcast with a friend. Come over to the Ready Entrepreneur website to read blogs for rising entrepreneurs, download helpful PDFs on getting started with your business, and sign up for the mailing list. Join our community so I can keep you up to date with tips, ideas, strategies, and other cool stuff. Visit readyentrepreneur.com. And if you want to reach out to me directly, drop me a line at contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com. Connect on social, on Facebook, find me at Ready Entrepreneur HQ, on Instagram at Ready Entrepreneur, and on Twitter at Case Lane World. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane.